Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So, let's just start the next day. So, this is Sunday. I want to start off first with the uh, Katrina, Raymond, Charlie group, as it would seem. Um, So, it's Sunday. Like, do you guys did did you guys wake up early today? Are you guys kind of sleeping in from this, uh, from you know all this kind of uh, crazy night that you had before, or uh, what's going on with with the three of you in the house right now? Well, I know I was running a little empty on vanity, so I was like going to kind of I was thinking about making like a like a last minute. I w- I would almost think that like Raymond has. You know, because we said that he feeds vanity off of like people who like go to his practice, uh, or excuse me, empty on um on glamour, excuse me. But like we we talked about how like he gets glamour from people like from his practice and feeding off their emotion and stuff like that. And so I was thinking that maybe in like the back of his rolodex or something to that extent, he has some socialites or whatever some customers that he knows that he can like play off their emotions about how they look and kind of make them you know what i mean feel sad or sorrow or stress about needing to get like new surgery or something to that extent and just really kind of like milk them off of their their uh the lack of self-confidence you know what i mean and then from there feed get glamour off of that so i was thinking in his head because he mentioned it to Katrina last night he was saying that hey I need to go do this I need to make a phone call I need to go into my office this weekend you know what I mean and uh could you talk to Charlie and see if you can find out more about Charlie about the drugs and everything like that and who's getting into the drugs you know dealing the drugs I think Katrina agreed to that uh if I if I remember correctly so that's my goal my goal is just to get up before either even up and just kind of like be so focused on coming into my office like at eight in the morning and like, you know what I mean? Unlocking it, knowing that no one's in there. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like going in there on a Sunday morning and starting to call up some of these, uh, lack of a better term, low self-esteemed housewives or whatever, and uh, see if I can have them come in for a consultation. And uh, because I really need to talk to him. So that's, you know, I just want to like, oh, you've been on my mind. And I really think that we need to talk in person kind of thing, you know? Would you say it's kind of like a, you said like a Rolodex, is it more of, is it like an appointment book or is it just like a, a list of straight up names of just like potential clients, names and numbers? I would say he has like an appointment book Rolodex. He probably has like one of those nice, like, you know, opened up, sorted by alphabetical last name, you know what I mean? A tab for each letter, like clients that he knows. Right, right. You can always call up and who are always looking for that one fix because they'll never be truly at peace with who they are, you know? And uh, I would probably think that those are the type of clientele that Raymond would especially keep in mind. Oh, yeah. Because he like, can always kind of use them at, you know, at his disposal. 
Um, I would imagine since your practice in your practice, you're the only doctor and you know, you have your, your assistants and, and whatnot, but it's kind of a small practice. So there's probably somewhat of a late, a waiting list to, you know, to kind of, so you probably yeah. always have these kind of like potential, potential appointments that you could kind of always kind of just call somebody in and say like, Hey, um, you know, I was wondering if you still wanted to have that consultation because I, I have an opening today and I could definitely meet you. So you wake up, um, Charlie is still asleep on the couch. He looks very uncomfortable. He's kind of sprawled out and uh, he has like the pillow over his, over his head, over his face. He kind of tried to bury his head. You can tell that he kind of just like struggles himself to sleep every night or, you know, the past few nights since, since he's been staying with you. But, but for, for the moment, he's, he's still asleep. Katrina, would you be awake at this early hour that Raymond's waking up, or would you say that you would probably sleep through this? No, I think uh, Katrina would be awake just because she's not sleeping in her own bed and probably won't find much rest this night. So, Raymond, you walk by the uh, the guest room as you're you've you've done your kind of morning routine, put your clothes on. Do you want to say what you're what you're looking like really quick before we go on? Yeah, he threw on like some khaki pleated pants, you know, some brown loafers, uh, a white polo shirt, you know, with like a brown belt. He's kind of looks like um, like like how he normally dresses in his for his business, not like super fancy, but like business casual. Because I almost look at like, and I think I mentioned the character creation session too. Like his demographic that he aims for with his business is not exactly like the upper crust society types. It's more of like the upper middle class and middle class, you know, soccer moms or, you know, people who want plastic surgery, but at an affordable rate. That's, that's why he's the only one there, you know, and that's why there's probably a huge waiting list because there's people who normally wouldn't be able to get this type of work at nicer establishments can come to him, not saying he's all dirty or whatever, but he's definitely, you know what I mean, aims for that middle class uh, demographic. So you walk by the guest room and uh, Katrina, I'm, I'm assuming that you're, you're still in there right now, probably awake, maybe like sitting on the bed or something, getting yourself ready as well. We'll say that right now it's, um, we'll say it's like 8 a.m. right now. It's, it's morning time, you know. It's not super, super early like crack of dawn, but it is like it's morning, you know. The hot, bright sun is kind of shining through the window of this, of this guest house and you can kind of feel the the heat on your on your side as you as you sit yourself up and you know slide your shoes on or, or whatever it is that you're doing it's just you can feel the the heat in the room as the you know the sun comes out and it's just a hot southern florida day so yeah we'll say that like uh, raymond you you and katrina both like see each other at this moment i'm going to be heading into my office to be taking care of some work you still going to talk to charlie about what we what we came up with last night? Yeah, sure. All right. Have There's some uh, breakfast, maybe. Maybe uh, some tea. I don't know what Charlie likes, but if he gets sick, maybe some tea would be good. Yeah, everything. I got eggs, bacon, cereal, whatever you need is probably in my in my uh, kitchen there. If you do need me to pick something up, the office to my the number to my office is right next to my phone on the wall. I left it there on a sticky note. Feel free to call me. Uh, I'll be gone the longest, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thank you again for all this. Really, I appreciate it. I just kind of turn around and walk off. Okay. See you later. 
Katrina, you, you see and hear the door shut behind Raymond as he goes off to his car to drive into work. And the house is, is silent after, after he leaves. Um, you don't hear any movement from Charlie. There's no TVs, fans. It's this very just complete silence of the house as you're kind of still just sitting. I think I'm going to go into the kitchen, um, get some cereal, make some tea, and just, well, hang out a little bit. I don't want to wake up Charlie just because. So you're just going to kind of not disturb Charlie for now. Um, are you doing anything yourself, just kind of hanging out until he wakes up on his own? or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. So next I want to cut to uh, Isabel. We weren't really like clear on where we left it last time with you and Kyle. So I'll kind of let you describe, you know, how you ended the night and where you're at now, if, if you want to. Oh, you, okay. Uh, because when we left off, it was, hey, I know this dive bar. We can go there and you can make it up to me kind of thing. That's, that's kind of where we left off. And yeah, that was, that was like one of the, one of the final scenes of last session there was, you know, after that whole kind of craziness that happened in the restaurant, Kyle was really not sure whether you still wanted anything to do with him, but you, you told him, you know, let's just go to like a dive bar and get to know each other better and you can make it up to me. She, so how far ahead are you wanting to skip? Do you want to skip to the next day, like with them or? So it's Sunday morning, about 8 a.m. Where are you at right now? Okay, so she's at home. And we can say that she's maybe like thinking back on the previous evening and everything that happened from all the way to having the dinner with, uh, with the others, all the way up to, you know, her date and how that went. And just kind of like mulling over everything in her head. And she's sitting there thinking to herself that, uh, you know, she has zero romantic interest in this guy at this point. He, uh, whatever initiative he showed at the start that kind of got her attention, he has shown that he that's not a natural quality. That he just kind of like he doesn't he's he doesn't carry the confidence that she seeks in someone else. And so she's not interested in him, um, not in a romantic way anyway, but. She probably spent the entire evening just, like, manipulating him into uh, just acting how she wanted, you know, from everything from that, that moment when they were in the bar to to where he finally dropped her off is her just playing him the entire time and just kind of uh, saying what she needs to say to get him to react in the way that she wants, and seeing how far she can take it and just kind of, like, seeing if he notices you know that he she he's she's just kind of like oh going along with the conversation and and not really interested in just kind of uh trying to provoke him in different ways you know and he might even feel frustrated at the end of the night that like fuck you know i really fucked this up and making her making him feel like he did that but really it's her you know so the entire evening might have been this whole in his mind this just big clusterfuck that for he spun out of control and everything from then on was just this uh just downhill spiral to the point where he dropped her off and she's just like okay good night and like leaves no acknowledgement beyond that and she's just reflecting back on that and how like this could be just one of those messed up ways that a changeling can uh just manipulate a mortal 
you know, just to just to feed off their emotion. She doesn't care about him. She only cares about his emotion. Would you say that um, this is this is something that Isabel does often, kind of manipulate situations for glamour? Probably, yeah. Um, it, she's she's very selfish in that way, where she she mostly just you know cares about how she feels about things. Mostly, I mean, she's not a horrible person, but she she can be selfish. And does she see it this way as like her being selfish when she manipulates situations like that? Is this something she would feel a type of remorse for? Or does she have maybe a way that she kind of justifies it to herself or explains it to be, you know, rationalizes it? Hmm, that's a really good question and one I hadn't considered yet. So I have to think on that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So yeah, so at the end of the night, Kyle dropped you off. Uh, you slept in, in your own apartment alone kind of just kind of just washed your hands of that situation yeah and like i said um, she she's not really interested in him at all and so whatever uh state that was left in that evening um it wasn't a good one and he might be feeling angry and frustrated but uh she doesn't care right so it's it's 8 a.m are you are you still sleeping in or are you are you gonna you know, like wake up, wake up early. Do you have like a reason to wake up or are you just kind of playing it? Playing I feel like she would be the type who would like 8 a.m. would be kind of sleeping a little bit for her. She might be getting right. up at six normally. And so like eight o'clock, she's awake. Whether she she's wants awake. to be okay. or not, she's awake. And what's your, what's your like morning routine like? Do you, you know, does she get herself uh, kind of like dolled up like she usually would? Or does she make herself breakfast or does she you know, check on work stuff. What's her, on a what's her starting routine? Yeah, on a, um, on, a, on a Sunday, bear in mind. A Sunday might actually be a day where she is showing houses because a lot of times people have free time on the weekends. And so this is the prime time for her to start getting ready for the day to get herself in in presentable attire. And like, she's probably got an appointment at like nine o'clock at some house she has to show you know, that kind of thing. So like, uh, this is a business day, you know, this is, uh, she's, she's getting ready. She's going to be going out and she's going to be handling her job. Right. I, I hadn't even thought of that, but that's true. I feel like a lot of people would check out houses on, on Sunday or weekends, you know, it's kind of like the, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Okay. So we'll say that you're, you're putting on your more professional type Mm -hmm. of clothing. Uh, maybe there's like a pot of coffee brewing. Yeah. And um, you're getting ready to go to a showing. From there, I want to cut to uh, Sir Frank. So where we left off last time, you and Manny had gone gone back to that same house that you'd visited the Mm -hmm. night before in the Everglades. Yep. Manny kind of went crazy on a guy while you you held him back. Uh, You thought it was kind of getting into, it was kind of too much, and so you verbally kind of, told Manny to stop, and he did. Uh, the both of you leave, and he drops you back off after giving you a long speech about responsibilities of the summer court and responsibilities of you know him being the king of the freehold at the moment mm-hmm. and doing what's right. And you know he gave you a, a whole big lecture. Uh, he drops you off at your house, and like you, like you had said last time, you just kind of went in Threw the threw the bloody shirt away and kind of just crashed on the bed. 
So what is what is your what is your day start off like on a Sunday? Well, I think this Sunday would start off later than usual because of the whole, you know, a Manny debacle. So uh, probably he'd get up once Fluffy sort of woke him and said he wanted to go for a walk, which, you know, Frank would first, you know, like try to keep him at bay for an hour. But afterwards, you know, he'd relent and go outside with him and, yeah, after that, he'd have breakfast, and, you know, and everything. Cool, cool. So we'll say, you know, you kind of you kind of do your, your morning routine of what you walk fluffy, you have breakfast, you get yourself dressed or whatever you do. Um, your phone starts ringing. It's about 9 a.m. at this point. About an hour has gone by since you've woken okay. up. Yeah, so, you know, Frank's going to pick up. Yes? Frankie, it's me, Manny. Hey, Manny. Hey, you still okay doing? after last night? Oh, yeah. Now, are you? Just a bit sleepy. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I want to talk to you at some point today, all right? Let's say in maybe two hours. Uh, I'll come by and grab you. Okay, Manny. Okay. And then you just hear a click. Manny sure needs me a lot now. Do you say this to yourself or do you say this yeah, to, to Fluffy? Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> sort of playing with him, you know, just have a chew toy or something yeah you guys are kind of you're tossing the toy and fluffy's freaking out bringing it back to you and stuff yeah. you're just kind of killing time until um until he grabs you all right yeah. so let's cut back to you ray you you pull into the i'm assuming you do you just go straight to the office oh yeah i just go straight into the office like unlock the front door with my set of the keys that only i and probably like two people who work for me have and I kind of just like unlock it and just keep the close sign still you know what I mean unclosed and lock the door behind me and kind of like straight head into my office door and unlock my you know door to my personal office within there and kind of like open it up so I'm assuming at this time uh, your assistant Jennifer is probably not there I think you had said that you were going to be not working for a week or you know for a period of time that you need yep. to take some time off so the the practice is, is closed. None of the lights are on. Like you said, you unlock it, and it looks like nobody's been there since you know since the day that you said you wouldn't be coming in. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, normally it's closed Sunday too. So you know what I right, mean. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So yeah, he he just you know gonna go to my desk, and I'm just gonna like sit at my desk and close my eyes for a second with like my forearms on it, and just like open them grab my address book, open up my address book and kind of like flip through and, you know what I mean? Scroll and find one of the names of the quote unquote susceptible clientele that I have. So you're flipping through the book and I don't know if you, you would keep these sorts of people in like a special section, but you have many pages of them of just people, you know, that kind of always need some sort of a quick fix to, to increase their motivation, increase their, their self-esteem about themselves. Maybe it's people who just need a regular Botox injection. Maybe it's people who uh, constantly have work done. You know a few of them. You know, you, you have a few contacts that, that would fit that, fit that bill. So you open up the notebook and you just flip through a couple pages and you see a name, Janice Flynn. And you remember uh, Miss Flynn, because you, you know, she had gone down to your office for a consultation a couple times before, actually. 
Um, she's one of these, like you had said earlier, soccer moms who just has very low self-esteem, a very uh, low self self-worth. You know, maybe some type of um, what do they call it? Like body dysmorphia, where she the way that she sees herself is is ugly. And she's always kind of striving to to fix this. And you know, she's you've dealt with her a few times. Maybe you've you've given her some small operations, maybe like a maybe like a nose job, maybe some Botox injections. But you know that she's always always reaching for that next step, thinking that maybe this next procedure will be the one that changes everything and finally will make her feel feel uh, beautiful or even normal. And uh, you have her phone number there right in front of you on the paper. So I'm going to pick up the phone and call. What time is it, by the way? Um, it's like 10 a.m. So I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call Janice Flynn at her home number. So the phone rings about three times, and then you hear it. You hear an answer from the other end. Hello? Janice, this is Raymond. How's it going? Good. You remember me, right? Uh, we had a couple consultations. We've worked together before, right? Oh, Raymond. Yeah. Hi. Yes, Hi. Yes. Good, good. I'm, I know it's kind of odd hearing from me on a Sunday morning. I apologize. Is everything be... okay? Oh, yeah. Everything's perfect. I just, you know, I care about my customers and uh, I like to... Well, frankly, you've been on my mind, Janice, and I, you know, I always look at my customers, my clientele, like they're my friends and, and almost like my family, and I'm concerned for each and every single one of you. That's kind of why we like to have this small, comfortable environment and atmosphere at my practice here, but I'm not going to lie, Janice, you, you've been on my mind for a little bit. I I think it's, uh, maybe we need to, uh, maybe we need to talk a little bit about, um, future procedures. I, I would much rather talk about this in person, though. I don't want to come across cold and callous over the phone like this. Do you have time to where you can stop by? I opened the shop here right now. You like? You're open now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I suppose I have time. Uh, hmm. Here's the thing, Janice. You know, we have a long wait, but I really think that you, that you need to be put ahead of the others, and I'm willing to do that. Now, it can't be done today, but if I can knock out the consultation today with you of no charge, I can get you to probably see you when I come back in next week. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have time today. I just wasn't expecting your call. Um, it's critical you come, though, Janice. I cannot stress this enough, right? We do know that the way people perceive us is important, right? Yes, de definitely. Uh, when, when are you free? I'm free right now. I'm sitting here. And matter of fact, I came in and opened up already for you, hoping that you would say yes to my proposal. Okay, I'll be right down. All right. I look forward to seeing you. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> She's probably just like, man, they're calling me to tell me I need some operations. He was thinking about how ugly I was in, in his spare time. So, yeah, she, she hangs up. Okay, I want to cut back to Katrina. So, you... You've kind of just been been hanging out for the the past two hours. Have you done anything? Made coffee or, or anything like that? Uh, tea probably. Made some tea. Okay. Um, you start to hear uh, some like ruffling over on the couch, and some kind of like groans as Charlie kind of kind of wakes himself up, and he he gets up, blanket still still wrapped around his his head and his whole body, just kind of kind of like that. And just walks himself over to the bathroom, and he gives you a nod before he shuts the door and just says, "Katrina." And then just he say, "Good morning." And 
Leave you hear uh, you hear like like you know like urinating sounds and then a flush and then you know some sink sounds as he washes his hands and he he comes back out and just like immediately just goes back to the couch and just kind of like sprawls out again and just lets out like a big sigh just just like oh where's Raymond at he went to the office he just had to take care of something real quick it's not going to be long Charlie just gives a nod oh he picks up this jar from from next to the couch and it kind of is uh maybe half full of water and he just takes a you know just just downs it in one sip and then just just you know kind of sits there staring blankly you can see the discomfort on his face he looks like he's freezing and he also is sweating pretty profusely he's still as you can tell he's still very going through the going through the withdrawal from whatever substances he's he's been taking for so long. Yeah. You look terrible. Do you want some tea? I can cut you up some fruit, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that might be good. Hey, thank you, Katrina. Yeah, no problem. I'll be back in two minutes. And before you go off, he kind of looks at you mm-hmm. sincerely, you know. So you go into the other room to... You know, to to get Charlie some some tea and maybe like an orange or something like that. Exactly. And you start to hear Raymond's phone begin to ring. Okay, I'll um, I'll leave this stuff in the kitchen and go to the phone real quick. I pick it up and I forgot Raymond's last name. Zeller. Zeller. So, so hello, this is uh, Raymond Zeller's place you're speaking to katrina right now he's not here katrina you hear norma's voice on the other end oh hi norma weird i you know i just called your house and you weren't there so i figured i would try ray wasn't expecting to wasn't expecting to hear from you here but hey i suppose it's all the same uh i just wanted to check in how's everything going oh things are going fine i'm taking care of charlie raymond had to go to the office okay okay good good um, listen, um, I was hoping to maybe catch up with either of you, hopefully both of you at some point today. Would would that be a possibility? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he'll be back in mm, not much time. Maybe we can meet in like two hours. Sure thing. We're, do you want to play it by ear or should, do you have any place in mind? Well, I can't really invite you here. I mean, it's not my place. Of but course, maybe, honey, I understand. Maybe you can call uh, Raymond at work and ask him. Would you guys? Think. Would you guys be able to come down to the library today? It's it's closed off to the public. It you know could prove to be a nice quiet spot. Okay, we can do that too. Okay, I'll be in touch shortly. In that case, maybe I'll take a little longer, then I can go home and change, and then we can meet up. She's like she takes a little while to respond to that. You can kind of tell she's trying to like mull over this you know why why are you at raymond's house but she just says okay and um you know you guys kind of both hang up so i go back into the kitchen finish up what i was doing and you hear charlie call out who was it oh that was norma what'd she say uh she wants to meet with raymond and me later Hmm, okay (laughs) so i bring him his tea and his orange slices and just sit with him for a little bit 
He, um, he sips on the tea and, you know, he kind of eats one or two of the slices. You guys are, you guys are sitting, you know, fairly close, you know, both kind of sitting towards the middle of this couch and he kind of looks at you and smiles. Um, you get the impression he's very comfortable around you at this point. He's kind of just, he sees you as, as, you know, kind of like um, you're taking care of him and he just gives you like a look and smiles. He maybe will like give you like a quick pat on your knee. And just he he uh, grabs the remote and kind of puts the the TV on and puts it on mute and is just kind of watching and rubbing his head. So Charlie, I've been wondering. Mm-hmm. Not just you, the crow people. You you've been doing drugs quite a long time, and I don't really know much about it. But uh, the one thing I know is that it's expensive. Like, how did you afford that? He just kind of like looks at you almost embarrassed wouldn't be the right word, but he just kind of like, yeah, he's, he's a little bit embarrassed and he gives you like a little bit of like a smirk and he's just like, are, are you asking how I afforded to do this? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, a lot of people like myself, you know, people who live this type of lifestyle, um, you know, we, we do what we have to, to make money. Sometimes we beg, sometimes we're able to rip somebody off, you know, it's stuff like that. I mean, also people of our kind were, you know, we were able to manipulate the other, the other regular people. So it's a lot easier to get somebody to, to do what you want or to, to give you what you want when you are able to do some of the things that we are. Am I, am I making any kind of sense? Oh yeah. I can see where this is going. I mean, look, I've, I'll be completely honest with you if, if you want to ask me anything. I'm, I want to help you guys. I'm not trying to fight you guys. I just, I just, want, I just want this all to, to resolve itself. Oh, no, I believe you. I mean, you're here right now. <laughs> I'm not going to hold that against you. Charlie's kind of like patting himself down a little bit. He's like, has anybody seen my cigarettes? He's getting a little bit antsy. <laughs> Do you want me to change the channel? Did I, I don't know what type of shows you like. Oh, no, that's okay. Okay. So, um, where did you go when you needed to get drugs? You know, the people who, who sell them. Most of the time, just, you know, just back alley dealers and, you know, whoever else, anybody else in the group gets gets to know, you know. I mean, Melissa knows a few people. The others... They all kind of know a guy or two and, you know, we just, there's not like one person. It's just wherever we can get it, you know, or could get it. I'd like to think I'm trying to leave that life behind me, Katrina. I'm, I, and I really mean it this time. I've lived for too long like this. Even, you know, even before, even before I was taken, I was, I was kind of wrapped up in this shit. And I, I like to think that what Raymond says is true that, you know, I, I can be, I can be an actual an actual part of this freehold someday, like a, you know, like a contributing person, you know? I don't want to be a loser. No, I think you're doing good. I mean, uh, that motley of yours, maybe you and Raymond and I, we can work, uh, not just getting you, but all of you out of this uh, dark chapter, if you will. I'd really like that, Katrina. I miss my family right now. I worry about how they'll view me once I've changed because I do plan on changing this time. 
I want them to be fixed too. I want us all to, to be happy together instead of just sharing in each other's sorrow like we have been for so long. Is there anyone in our freehold, one like us, that you think uh, has profited from, well, your situation? Well, I mean, is that really a secret? I mean... The... It's a secret to me. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, look, I'll say this without trying to throw members of our freehold under the bus, so to say. Um, there are people in the, in the winter court who are somewhat involved in the, I don't know if you'd want to say it, like the, the business of, of drugs. And I mean, it kind of is a Miami deal, but a lot of the, a lot of the winter here kind of still holds some, some ties to that group. And I think a lot of us know about it, Katrina. It's just kind of something we don't really, am I making sense? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's regular I mean, people. It's, it's mortals who, who, who do the dirty work, but I'm just saying there's, people who how do i say this you know that they they get their buzz off of off of sorrow right off of people's people's despair people's sadness people's tragedy and misery what better way than to i mean even i know people die because of this stuff katrina people get caught up in the the violence over it people's lives are destroyed by the by the shit itself it's they're not totally to blame i'm We're, we're all kind of responsible for our own... I don't know what I'm trying to say. That's okay. Did the Winter Court put, put it directly into my hands? No. But I do know that the people that are at the top of it, they have some, some ties to Winter Court, whether it's our Winter Court or it's, it's Miami's. You know, I wasn't in Miami for long, but I was in for long enough to kind of get the scoop on that. You know, that is my world after all. And I think many of the others know about it. It's just... You're the first one to tell me, and I respect that. It's such an ugly business to talk about, you know, I mean, but I want things to change, Katrina, I mean it. I'm not touching this stuff anymore. If I can get my, the other people in my family to not touch it either, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, or at least try my hardest to. <sighs> Do you want to call them by chance? I mean, you've been here for a couple of days now. You know, I'd like to call Melissa, but do you think Raymond would be okay with it? I'm sure he's okay with it if he uses his phone. Thank you, Katrina. Really, I mean it. And I'll just give him a reassuring smile. <laughs> Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow 
with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to EORpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. level games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level we are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca we have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time we are on itunes twitch and youtube find out more information at highlevelgames.ca a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin that's highlevelgames.ca please help they're coming (laughs) hey do you like world of darkness do you want to introduce your friends to it but there's one problem nobody reads books anymore This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style! 
flair. Humor. And of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now! If only for the dank memes. Tune in today!